guys welcome back to another episode of the morning skate episode 157 you got ked here recording at 2 39 p.m eastern standard time sunday uh we got a couple games on the docket tonight want to get the pod ripping ready to go before the bruins game coming on and with our bruins guy hal hal is here he's in the building hal is podcasting hal hi how's it going i um i so i missed last week which i actually think might be the first episode i missed all season missed it during the playoffs, which is solid. But I was playing beer league. Um, also, for the viewers, we record Sundays, and Ked, Ked was off the grid past Sunday. Uh, didn't send out a text once, and then just thought I could be at his call Monday and Tuesday, which I wasn't able to. So I'm sorry to the fans. I, I don't think I, that's what happened. You didn't text. You didn't text or call once last Sunday. Yeah, I texted last. Yes, I did. I bet, I bet you. Bet. Bet. Let's look it up right now. Now you're getting nervous. I have my thing. Last Sunday? Last Sunday. Here we go. Uh, there's Tuesday. I mean, this is great podcast radio for the people at home. Uh, just, sorry, guys. Just have to get to Sunday. Sunday, 1232, we podcast. And I was going to have dinner at my parents and probably focus on getting ready for the work week. That wasn't Hal. That was BizDev being BizDev. And then Hal gave me the, I feel like a pile of trash, but I think I could later or tomorrow. Stay hot, Ken. All right. Well, we'll move on from here. Uh, but Hal is back. Hal's bees moved on. We have some NHL oh, stuff to talk about. No, excuse me, dude. That was August 9th. Last Saturday – or last Sunday was August 16th. That was two weeks ago. You were wrong. I was right. You did not send a text August 16th. Well, let me see if I last... send a text August 16th then. I mean, we just have to kind of – I don't. I just don't understand how you just acted like you were Mister Right when you skipped a week. You didn't. You're off the grid, dude. You know what, dude? That's just a lot about your character, Mister Pointing Fingers, Hal. You know. Ted, Ted got a puppy and he forgot about his responsibilities. Got a puppy, dude, and that's a full time job now. I am a dad, so shout out to me and shout out to my dog who's nine weeks old and not only can sit but also give me a paw. Nine weeks old. This thing's a fucking wizard. Um. But let's just let's just kind of move on here, and let's just hop right into NHL stuff. So, you want to do the record? Because I know, like, you're super proud of the records. No, I'm. First off, I'm not proud of the records. We we host. I would the, be, if I were you. Bad five hundred is not bad. We host a hockey podcast, and first place is me, eight and eight. I one note for the fans at home: I was four and zero oh in the East last round, one and three in the West. So showing my East Coast bias, but. At least I know my own conference. Dale came in hot. He was in first place. He was five and three. He didn't qualify. I thought about just keeping his record five and three, but like, no, nah, you're zero and eight. He's not going to be here again. So Dale's going to be five and nineteen by next week. That's exciting. And Ked, after a one and seven start, uh, again, that's a one and seven. Yeah, wild the first week. You went four and four, bounced back five hundred. You got five and eleven, tied with Dale. I felt good about it. I think I just need to get uh, my feet underneath me. Uh, it was a rough first period. Second period's a little bit better. Looking forward to the third. What do you think it was about, like, the uh, the round robin and those, like, playing games that you just, like, were fucking rattled on? I was just really horny for the Rangers, and I think that 
I think everything that I picked, I was like, all right, how would this series benefit the Rangers? And then, then wound up one and seven. That's fair. I can see that. Um, so yeah, dude, I don't know. Do you want to just get in quickly? Like, I mean, all I have to do is win one series to not be Dale. So I feel good about that. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's kind of hop in here. We got, we have four more series left. We have uh, Boston. The Bruins are taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, which I think has kind of turned into a little bit of rivalry over the last couple of years. Cause it seems like they always meet in the playoffs. We have the Philadelphia Flyers taking on the New York Islanders. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Vancouver Canucks, who just keep surprising everybody. And then the Colorado Avalanche playing the Dallas Stars. Uh, let's try to hop into it. Let's do the Avalanche and the Stars because they've already played a game. Uh, the Stars ended up winning last night 5-3, and, and it wasn't without Nathan McKinnon going off again. This guy is unbelievable. Like, the shit that he does, he has 42 points in 33 career playoff games, the fourth highest points per game average in playoff history, minimum 30 games played. That's pretty good. Uh, as an Avalanche fan, you don't like to see Grubauer uh, going out. He got hurt in the game. They're not expecting to see him at practice. Doesn't know how long he'll be out, but says Grubauer tweak a previous injury is bad news. It's never good for business. <coughs> and then when you looked at uh, the people that showed up for the Stars, Tyler Sagan scored his first goal of the, of the series. Radulov had a couple goals. Their big guys kind of showed up. Blake Como, that fucking guy still in the league. Uh, I think out of every team, like – I mean, the Islanders probably have surprised me the most out of everybody, but the Dallas Stars definitely are right there with me too. I was kind of out on them. I think it was because, you know, I, I was Mr. Zuccarello last year, and now he's not there, and I, I just – I didn't think that they'd be able to carry their play, but Miro Haskinen's fucking showing why he's one of the best young defensemen in the game, as is Kale McCarr. But uh, it would it'd be nice to get a little bit more limelight on, on Haskinen just because, I mean, I think McCarr's Canadian, right, so the, there's more uh, – more relatable stuff to like North American, like television uh, viewers. But I would like to see a little bit more about Haskinen. Kid's an absolute stud. Uh, what do you have with this series? Yeah, I don't know. This is kind of a weird series to me. This is the the Avalanche. I've been really hot on the Avalanche. Uh, been talking to our friend Karski quite frequently about games. I pretty much always give him the every day. Every day, as he texts you. Yeah, every yep, single yep. day. So, so I don't. Um, I don't know that the avalanche is such a good hockey team, but for some reason, like I, I said it the last year and the year before both years, I said that they weren't ready. I think they're like super close, but I still don't know if I just buy into the abs for some reason, they're electric. Like, like this, this could just be like me recency bias. Like I just watched them lose to the stars five, three who the stars would have disappointed me like every step of the way. But like, if you look, when I take a look at the stars roster, I, I actually, like it more and more. Their leading goal scorer right now is Joe Pavelski. Uh, Have a point. fucking day, Pavelski, by the way. Holy shit. Yeah, so, and when you look at that, and then, you know, you look Blake Como. Uh, Radulov, Sagan, fucking Rope Hint scored his first goal, which is good for Corey, the Stars. At least he's starting to score. Corey Perry. Like, they have these, like, veterans that, like, I kind of hate, but I kind of respect yeah. at the same time. And then when you talk about, like, Rope Hints and, like, Essel and Down, they have all these young players. Uh, and then, of course, like the Radulov, Ben Sagan, they're loaded. And Kadobin looks pretty good. Like, they're not easy out. I think the Avs should still be the favorites. But – and this is probably terrible. Like, I don't even know if this should count. But the Stars are up 1-0. And, like, statistically speaking, I'm going to take those odds that they're going to ride it. I'm going to say Stars and six. Okay. All right. I, uh, I think it's – it's kind of crazy even you – when the Avalanche score three goals, you don't really think another team's going to score more than them. Like, in, in a high-scoring game, normally you typically take the abs. 
I'm a Stars fan, I'd feel like pretty comfortable with that. I mean, the Avalanche, they're going to be coming at you in waves every single shift with Nathan McKinnon fucking wheeling down. Kadri, hell of a player. They have fours that are keep coming at you, but <clears throat> they were able to bounce back. You mentioned Pavelski was having a fucking absolute playoff. I'm so happy for that guy. Kind of got dumped a little bit by the Sharks, and now he's on the Stars, and he's, he's really serving that purpose. And I think when he went to the Stars, a lot of people thought, like, Pavelski wasn't the same old Pavelski. doesn't matter if he's new or old Pavelski, dude. You put him on a team that he can provide primary and or secondary scoring with players like Sagan, Ben, Radulov, Rope, Hintz. Like, they have really elite-type forwards there. And then you add a guy like Joe Pavelski who's going to be in front of the net causing havoc every fucking shift he's out there. And that's good. Um, I'm, I'm also going to take the Stars. I'm taking the Stars because the Avs goalie's out, and that would freak me out a little bit, I think. I think the Stars just showed that they can still beat the fucking Avalanche even when McKinnon shows up. McKinnon had two goals the other night and is an unbelievable player, but if you can still beat him when that's going on, it's good news for you. So I'm going to also go Stars in six. All right. Uh, What series is next? Oh, Vegas Canucks. This is going to – I'm just going to start out by saying this. I really don't like either of these organizations. I think – the Canucks have unbelievable jerseys. They have a great – I love the Canucks. Um, Vancouver itself is a sweet <clears throat> But their fan base, man. I think Canuck fan base, and I know I'm a Bruins fan, is outrageous. People I, – I understand that they have all these young players, but people are acting like – I saw a tweet comparing them to the 2010 Blackhawks. This is a dynasty? This is the Blackhawks? Are you serious? Like. I think they're a good group, and they're easy to root for, right? Like, you see the tan of shit in the locker room before the games. They have all these young studs. It's super easy to get excited about this. But look at Vegas. Like, Vegas, been there, done that. Uh, we'll talk about the goalie controversy in a little bit. But Vegas has shown that they're, like, playoff tough. Like, I hate them, and I always pick against them. But they're going to win this series. I, I think it's Vegas in six. I think the Canucks are an unbelievable team. and. And I think you should be excited, but, like, pump the brakes a tad. All right. I'm going Vegas in five. But I will say this. I think out of any team that's played in the playoffs this year, I think, for me at least, the Vancouver Canucks have been the most fun team to watch. I fucking love the fact that they're super young. And my favorite thing, back in 2018, you go to free agent frenzy. All these guys are bringing in high-level skills. Vancouver Canucks, who I think they had just lost to the city, and so they should be at that point kind of doing a full rebuild. The GM goes out and fucking signs Tim Schaller, Jay Beagle, and Antoine Roussel. And I don't know if you remember this, but people were losing their fucking shit about how the Canucks are going after, like, these third and fourth line guys, and this is why this, this fucking franchise is never fucking good. All this shit. Do you remember when they signed those three guys How like, fucking Western Canada, like, almost burned to the ground again? Yeah, well, I think it didn't help because they did – they also signed Louis Erickson that offseason, and they signed him to, like, a shit ton of money, which is a terrible signing. Like, nine games, I think zero points in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, I think, they, I think they got lumped into that. But I love the fact that Jay Beagle and Antoine Roussel are sticking it to those guys. That, and you know I'm not a Jay Beagle guy. I fucking hate Jay Beagle. Like, you know that. But I love the fact that he's still just fucking – he's out there grinding, dude. Fucking Antoine Roussel, that fight he had against Sammy Blaze the other night was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And then you add a guy, Riley Mott. Who the fuck's that guy? Comes out of nowhere, scores tons of goals. Uh, I love Pedersen. JT Miller, dude, the guy who has a tattoo about a fucking deer, but he's never been deer hunting before. That JT Miller has become a leader in that locker room. Bo Horvat's shown that <coughs> he's unbelievable. And Brock Besser's unreal. Like, I just – I don't know. 
they, the way they finished off – who did they just play? Don't be an idiot, Ted. Oh, wait, the way they just finished off to the St. Louis Blues, Mr. Ryan O'Reilly, the X Factor and all this shit. Did you see the last game? They fucking pumped them. It wasn't even close. Dominated. It yeah. was unbelievable. It was awesome to see. Which, by the way, I just want to mention this. Jordan Binnington became the first goalie in NHL history to post an own 5 record while being eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Ask me if I'm nervous. Are you nervous, Bennington? Smell you later, you Hamburglar 2.0. That was awesome to see. And then Ryan O'Reilly probably fell out of love of the game of hockey again. He's probably going to go fucking strum the guitar and, you know, soak his feet in the sand. So, uh, he's gone. But I, I just – I don't know. I really like this Canucks team, dude. I really – I think it, how cool would it be if they beat Vegas? Like, that would be sick. It's not going to happen, but that would be fucking unreal if, like, Vancouver of all teams goes on a run and, like, wins the cup this year. That would be unreal. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's funny because we just talked about this. And I think ultimately, we, I think we both agree the coolest series for the Western Conference final would be Avs Canucks. Oh, yeah. But we both picked it to be Vegas Stars. But I don't want to sleep on Vegas Stars because that's kind of crazy that it's Dallas and Las Vegas possibly in the Western Conference finals. Like, if the COVID stuff wasn't going on and those were like home and home games, that would be a, it's a fucking rodeo, dude. Yeah, that's like a that's like a cool rivalry that I hope I think it already has caught on, but it's gonna blow up. So I hope that kind of becomes a thing. So uh, I have another question for you. So we we both took the stars. We both took the uh, Knights, Vegas, and Golden Knights. Right? What series do you think? Well, I mean, the, the Abs being the stars is more likely than the Canucks beating the Knights, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. That wasn't a good question. I thought it was going to be a good question. No, no. That was a good question. I didn't think about it for a second. Um, and then while we're kind of already going through the Western Conference, I just have a couple other stories that I kind of want to put up. The Coyotes are opening up to GM search, and I think it was Elliot Friedman came out the other day and said that be aware of what goes on with Oliver ekman Larson. I think everybody kind of thought he was going to be a Coyote for life, and now it's kind of making it sound like who really knows what's going to happen with that guy. I thought that was intriguing. And uh, one other thing, the Flames get eliminated because Johnny Hockey didn't put up 20 goals. He's already a likely trade candidate, uh, probably going to go to the Rangers. But what, what do you have on both of these? Shout out to my brain and shout out to your brain because you probably knew I was going to call Johnny Goudreau to the Rangers. But uh, No, I didn't. I, 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 I can't believe you just said that, though. Goudreau to the Rangers would make me sick. I don't even know how that would make sense. Though I Also, I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm really happy you guys – Signed Kreider, and now like your coach is gonna have the. Can you imagine what's gonna happen if Lafreniere is on like the third line and Kreider's on the second? Don't you have three left wings? Am I wrong? Uh, okay, so the first line all year was pretty much KCB, Kreider, Zabinijad, Buchnevich. The second line was like Strom, Panarin, and they moved up Jesper Fast. Third line was like Hedl, Capo, like Phil Di Giuseppe, and then fourth line was like Brett Howden. Uh, who the fuck am I missing? Uh. I don't know. I forget the fuck I'm missing. They're fourth liners. I'm not really worried. But keep talking. Uh, I look this up. Relevant. All, all I was getting at is, I, like, I don't know. Just Panarin, Panarin plays the left wing and Kreider plays the left wing. Where are they going to put your left wing? That seems like a lot of left wings. I just wanted to toss that one out there. Yeah, I forgot about Brandon Lemieux, dude. I can't believe that. And Julian Gauthier. I fucking love those guys. That's on me, guys. I'm a little fucking in one right now. I also am trying to figure out Johnny Gaudreau. I'm, like, 45% sure he's also a left wing. Uh, yeah, dude, a left winger can play right wing. That's not a fucking hard switch. I don't. That doesn't always happen, dude. It does not always generate success when someone plays on their off wing. Like, not every forward can do it. I'm just tossing that out there. Johnny Gaudreau being a trade candidate seems dumb from the for the Flames, from my perspective, though. Because so 
he puts up a ton of points. Like he's not, he's definitely not the problem. I think you just need more maybe leadership up front. Like I think the Calgary Flames desperately need a superstar forward and not, and I don't know if Johnny Gaudreau is a suit. Like Johnny Gaudreau is not Nathan McKinnon. Johnny Gaudreau is not fucking Mark Shifley. Johnny Gaudreau is not like, you know what I mean? Like he's a fucking very good hockey player. But I don't think he's going to carry the offense. I th- and I don't know when the last time the Flames have had somebody to do that other than, like, Aginla. <laughs> well, the only, the only thing I have is Kachuk didn't play at the end of that series, right? No. They were dominating when, when Kachuk was in the I, lineup. Dude, I love Kachuk, man. Kachuk cheese, dude. So, so I just don't understand why there's, like, this huge, I don't know, like, need The to- videos of him were hilarious, by the way, do you think? Yeah, the one no, where they scored and he fucking threw his mask, turned on, walked down, and then Ronaldo just put his mask over his head. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, what was the other thing you brought up? Oh, at Oliver Ekman Larson, that guy's always giving me like Jay Bowmeister about like vibes. Like, wow, yeah. Like, if you look at him, he's probably gonna go somewhere. Maybe he wins a Stanley Cup when he's older. But like, I never bought into the fact that like he's a true number one defenseman. I might get shit on this. I think he like if he is your number one defenseman, it's almost like. When McDonough was the Rangers' number one defense. Yeah, I would give you that. I, like, I I don't watch enough fucking Western Conference and Coyote games to like really fucking like do that. But in terms of like how I perceive the league and shit like that, like if if Oliver Lechman Larson was my number one defenseman, I think I'd be kind of happy because he's good. But at the same time, I'd look around at other teams that have way better number one defensemen. Yeah, and I think you always just want your number one defenseman to have a little bit more snarl yeah. than he yeah. has. Yeah. And I think maybe that's honestly where my bias goes against them. But. Like, dude, even Hedman, dude. Hedman's got snarled to his game, which is actually kind of cool to see a Swedish defenseman, like, pretend to be, like, a monster. Yeah. And, dude, I, I think it kind of goes to show, too, like, the Coyotes were never really that good. Like, they're like if you look at their that's forward cool. group in the playoffs, like, I, they showed the graphic. It was <laughs> Kessel and – Kessel uh, Hall. And Hall are, like, their three superstar forwards. It's just kind of, like, a weird – Just a ragtag group of guys, dude. I'm not saying they're bad. They're all really good. And, like, I, I just – and nothing really against Keller because he's young, but the other two, it's just such a weird veteran leadership group. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't hate the idea of blowing it up, but, like, the Coyotes always blow it up. Yeah. It's – uh, I don't know what you do there. I don't know what you do there because your GM just left you and you guys finally made the playoffs. The fact that you made the playoffs I thought was cool, but – I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea what to do if you're a Coyotes fan or a Coyotes GM, which they're looking for. But uh, let's move it on. Eastern Conference. Oh, really quick, Kevin. Oh. I, I saw Kevin Weeks. Oh, uh, I did see that too. Rumor to the Panthers West. Yeah. That was out of nowhere, dude. Like, I would love to see Weeks be a GM. <laughs> I would you, love that, dude. I actually like Kevin Weeks a lot. Do you, do you think he would be good as a GM? I don't know, man. Like – it's hard, dude, because the shit that he says on the TV has nothing to do with him being a GM. Right. Like, him on the TV is fucking – I think he's good, dude. Like, I, I don't know. Whenever whenever he's on, I'm not like, fuck, Weeks is on. I'm like, okay, cool, Weeks is on. But, again, that doesn't correlate to, like, all these other, th- like, responsibilities and shit that GMs have. So, I, I don't know. I would like to see it try. Like, I mean, Florida's fucking sucked for years, so might as well do something. And I know that uh, baseball is completely different, but you're a Yankees fan, Aaron Boone. People say he's basically just a babysitter. Yeah. Uh, but do you like Aaron Boone? Like, did that work? And I know it's a manager and a general manager are two completely different things. But I mean, Aaron Boone's no Joe Torre. Right, but he got stripped. So he got, but he got stripped out of the booth, and like the Yankees are successful. Oh right? yeah, I guess that is kind of a yeah, but they haven't won a championship. I I won't be a huge Aaron Boone guy until the Yankees win their fucking 
a thousandth championship. Got to earn his pinstripes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Boone did earn his pinstripes. Dude. Yeah, oh three, right? Yeah, Grand Slam off Wakefield. That was pinstripes earned, dude. Yeah. Out of all people to hit a fucking wait, I don't. It wasn't a Grand Slam, was it? I think it was just a walk off. But like, Aaron Boone of all fucking people, True. and the fact that Wakefield was pitching in like the fucking eleventh or twelfth innings of bananas. <laughs> Dude, I like. Did you like Tim Wakefield? I know. Yeah, dude, he was sick. Are you like? Whenever he, I don't know. I think he did pretty well for knuckleballer. Like he, dude, he was in your rotation for like years. I think the best part about being a knuckleball pitcher is probably like out of all sport positions, maybe the least expectations. Like all people really want out of you is like a four fifty ERA. Like yeah, bro. And if you have a bad day, you can just blame it on the wind. <laughs> yeah, so true. Uh, that's a hockey. I, wait, hold on. Before I get back into hockey, though, as like, has there been a knuckleball pitcher in the MLB in the last however many years that was like a legitimate staple of a rotation? Yeah, didn't what's his name, Dickie? Didn't he throw a knuckleball? Yeah, but was he like throwing knuckleballs all the time? Like Wakefield only threw a knuckleball. No, I don't. I don't know, dude. Can you imagine if like a knuckleball pitcher won the Cy Young? That didn't happen, dude. No, I know it didn't. I don't know if Dickie threw the knuckleball. I think he did. I just – I don't think I've ever seen a pitcher in my lifetime mean as much to a pitching staff if, as a part of the rotation and as a knuckleballer as Tim Wakefield. I don't know, dude. R.A. Dickey had a, had a book titled, Wherever I End Up, My Quest for Truth, Authenticity and the Perfect Knuckleball. Oh, damn, dude. I don't even know who that is, man. R.A. Dickey, I think – I don't know. He was a pretty good pitcher for, like, the Blue Jays and a couple other teams, like, in the early 2000s. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Oh shit, dude, we forgot to talk about fucking Mark Andre Fleury's agent. We need to talk about that. Alan, Mister, I blocked the morning skate on Twitter. Walsh, Mark Andre Fleury's agent went fucking completely rogue over the week and put, posted a picture of Mark Andre Fleury making a save with a fucking sword stabbed through his back, and the name of the sword was Devore. I don't know if you knew that or not, Hal. So it just came out today. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury was interviewed. He said, regarding the picture that came up, I just want to say Alan has been my agent for a long time. I've known him since I was 15. I really appreciate his passion for the game. I think it was a way to defend me for not playing much, but I'm here to win with my team. Jesus. I don't know what to think about this, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know either. I think that I think I wouldn't like my agent making like memes. I'd fire him. Like if, <laughs> if that wasn't directed by me and he just fucking did that in the middle of a playoff run, I'd be like, fuck this guy. Right, because it makes me think that like maybe Mark Andre Fleury did have a little bit of something to do. With well, it. I, I maybe like Mark Andre Fleury was like a couple glasses deep of wine and like texted his agent like this is some bullshit. Like I'm getting stabbed in the back by a sword named DeBoer. Yeah, yeah, but instead of like his agent just coming to his defense, he just fired off a fucking meme. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's crazy. I I I've gone over this before, and I actually said this. Uh, when at the trade deadline, I said Robin Lanner should be the Knights' goalie in the playoffs, and it's right. I'm telling you, people, Mark Andre Fleury is so weird. He he had that one good season with the Knights when he led them to the Cup final. He had those two Stanley Cups, but other than those three playoff seasons, every other time it's been a disaster. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just so hard to bet against him because when he is on, though, dude, there's very few goalies that can do what he does when he's fucking feeling it. Yeah. No, I agree with that, and I, I don't know. Part of me, everyone knows we're neck tattoo guy fans, so of course, dude. Let's talk about Robin Leonard really quick. I know you hate the Knights, but if they end up winning the cup because Leonard what led them to a cup, would you be okay with it? It would help ease the pain. It would also help ease the pain that's like year three. 
Like, yeah. they've actually had some ups and downs now. So, like, you can give them a little bit of a break. Leonard, Leonard winning a cup and getting the fucking con Smythe. If, and also, legendary. I don't really know how it works with, like, uh, expansion teams. But if I – and I know this is a year out. If, like, if I was an expansion team, Robin Leonard would be, like, the perfect goalie, I feel like. I, I know he's kind of older, but, like, to kind of start out, if you want a guy who can give you, like, 45 saves in a game, like, he's so big in the net. I don't – I don't know. It'll be interesting. And you to see. know he would embrace that fucking, like, he, he would love to be, like, the guy in the spotlight. Is Robin Leonard I, – I know he's a free agent. He's got to get, like, his big contract this year, right? Like, it feels like every year it's one, one year. <laughs> well, the Islanders kind of fucked him. Do you remember that? Because, like, he played really well for the Islanders, and then they weren't going to pay him. And that was actually last year. And then he went to the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks traded him at the deadline. But then the Blackhawks made the playoffs and then got beat by, by Robin Leonard, which I thought was sick. <laughs> We're fucking full circle. So I don't know. We'll see what happens <laughs> really quick. I, I think uh, so Dickie, Dickie won the Cy Young in 2012 when he was a Met and the greatest knuckleballer and he's a Hall of Famer of all time is Mirko, right? Phil Mirko, Necro. They call yes. him, he, was a, he was a Yankee. So I just figured I'd fact check that one. So all right, Dickie did win the Cy Young as a knuckleballer. Right. Crazy. That's insane. I didn't know that. Okay. So he's probably way better than Wakefield. Andy has a sick book. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Eastern Conference time now. Do I start with your Bruins? Do you want to start with the Flyers Islanders? We can start with the Bruins. We can get it out of the way. Uh, um, I'll just start talking. I like, uh, I like a lot of things I saw from the Bruins in the last round. It wasn't a perfect series. Uh, Connor Clifton getting inserted and playing well was huge. He was playing chippy. The bottom line is when the Bruins play the Lightning, the way we have to beat them is with the body, and we have to be relentless because the Lightning are so skilled. I said it before, like, I'm so scared. If you look at the last round of the bubble, ultimately, usually the more skilled teams won. Like, teams like with Torts and Claude Julian, they tried, but, like, their defensive system couldn't hold up. I feel like in the bubble, talent over overrules everything, and I'm really worried about that. It's going to be a tough series. I'm going to say Bruins in seven, but I don't know, man. I This is probably the worst matchup. It's kind of like last year when I thought the worst matchup for the Bruins was Toronto in the first round. I really hate Tampa. I don't know. I hate this matchup, dude. What do you think? Taking Tampa in six, dude, I'm telling you why. I'm a little worried about Pasternak. He came back, and he actually played a really, really good game in the last game and played against the Hurricanes. But I don't like the fact that, like, he's banged up. That doesn't make me feel good because in that entire series, your line that is, I think, the best line in hockey wasn't the best line in hockey. That's that's a fucking fact. But what was cool is you had the other guys, like your second and third line and fourth line, they were all fucking fantastic. Like, you can't ask more of those lines. I remember watching just, like, I think Andre Kasha was one of your best forwards, and that guy came out of fucking nowhere. David Krejci just being your fucking veteran. Charlie Coyle fucking banging the body, and you see Wagner. Wagner's noticeable every single shift. So that was huge for you guys. I think you guys can do that against the Hurricanes. I don't think that you guys can do that against the Lightning. Uh, I just – and, dude, I want the Bruins to win because I like I liked the players on the Bruins a lot more. I just feel like this is kind of the Lightning's last year, and they're doing it right now without Steve Stamkos. He could be coming back in the lineup as the series goes on. We'll see. This this series, I just I just really hope and pray that it's chippy. That's the only thing I hope for. And I hope it's every game something. I hope this is one of those legendary series, like years from now, you kind of look back and you're like, do you remember when the Bees played the Lightning in that series and they beat the living shit out of each other? Like, that's what I want. Yeah, and I'll say this too. Uh, Nick Ritchie. 
Nick Ritchie, we, we picked him up at the trade deadline. He's a big guy. Uh, he can – dude, like, he's a great fighter when he wants to fight. And he throws the body around. He wasn't very noticeable in the first couple of games. He got benched for the majority of the Hurricane series. It felt like he's back in the lineup tonight, and he's playing on Charlie Coyle's wing. So, I hope that works out. It's a heavy line. If he can throw the body around, that'll be big. Who else is on that line? Well, it's, it's Bjork right now or Studnika. So, they're kind of interchanging around. And then your fourth uh, line is fucking <coughs> Wagner. Nordstrom and Corrali. Nordstrom. And then fucking – you guys can't – you got to stop playing Par Lindholm, dude. You can't – you got to stop fucking – you're not going to win a cup. Yeah, but you know, I'll say this. Par, I am not a Par Lindholm fan at all. I 100% agree. But he's like – he's one of those guys where you know he's going to add absolutely nothing, but he makes zero mistakes. And when that's like your 14th forward, that's not the end of the world. Like, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. He's like a Daniel Danny Pye, but like not as good as a Danny Pye. No, way way less helpful than Danny Pye. But he's there, dude, and he wins faceoffs. So that I agree with that. Uh, ultimately, though, we didn't even. No one mentioned this name. It's gonna come down to Halak. Like, yeah. Like, oh we, yeah, I didn't, even, dude, I didn't even fucking think of that. Our backup goalie's playing the Lightning. Like, and I say I still firmly believe he's the best backup in the league. He was pretty good against the Hurricanes. Like, he had a couple weird spots. I don't he know. Not the best backup in the league. Who's the best backup in the league? The Rangers have three starting goalies. Yeah, I guess, dude, but Halak just outplayed the Hurricanes. You guys got swept by the Hurricanes. Ah, dude, I don't know, man. I think I'd rather have a – I would rather have Georgiev or Shesterkin in that over Halak. Actually, I take it back again, dude. That was just me being overzealous. I'd rather have Shesterkin, but Georgiev, Halak would be a toss-up. At this point in their career, dude, I think I'd rather have Halak over Lomquist. So you're right. Yeah, and I think I think Georgiev, I don't know if I agree with that. If you just look at pure numbers alone, dude, Halak's numbers are a lot better than Georgiev's. Chesterkin, I'm fine with you making – team's also a lot better than we are. Yeah, I guess, dude. But if you look at Chesterkin, uh, he just isn't proven. I think that's why he doesn't get brought up in that. And he's more of a starter now than a backup. But my point being is Halak's going to have to show up. Like, he's done it before. He went on that run with the – uh, with the Habs, like, forever ago. Like, you can go like that. How long ago was that? Was that, like, 20 years ago? Doesn't it fucking seem like that was forever ago? I think it was 2010. I think it was a decade ago. Jesus. So, so we'll fucking see, dude. I'm rooting for him. I think he's done well. Also, just really quick, I don't know if you guys talked about this on the last podcast. It came out that Tuka Rask's, like, daughter did have a medical emergency and she was in the hospital. I don't think we knew it at that time. I think I, what I said is the, he's leaving and if it has anything to do with family, I'm completely okay with it. That's essentially yeah. what I said. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I just thought a lot of people blew that. Yeah, yeah. and, and Millberry going in on Tuka there, being like, oh, you don't see other guys leaving? That was just the, the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. We'll move on from it. So you have, you have lightning in five? I have li- I'll, I'll do lightning in six. And the, another reason why I'm picking the lightning, dude, is they just have those little fucking annoying forwards that always score. Like, uh, Braden yeah. Point is so fucking good, dude. Like, that guy does not get nearly enough fucking, I guess, respect, I would say. He's still very young, but, like, I think Braden Point could be doing Braden Point things on a team that isn't the lightning. So, Braden, I think Braden Point is their most – I think the valuable player. player. I'm most – nervous about coming into this round it, like Stamkos is a little bit older and he's banged up and like I respect Steve Stamkos and if he was in the lineup he would probably be number two just because of his like shot on the power yeah, play Kucherov too I know but Kucherov like to me is like someone that if you you can I feel like you can eliminate Kucherov like 
I, I don't know. Like, he still will put up, like, a crazy amount of assists and probably be a point-per-game player. But I feel like if you just throw the body on him and he, like – He's yeah, one of those yes. – You can get him off his game easy. Freaks. He yeah. freaks out, dude. Like, that dude – we didn't talk about that series. But you guys did probably because it ended, like, two weeks ago. But Dubois, like, with that little cross-check in the last game. Oh, yeah. Fucking – I thought that was kind of funny. People thought it was fucked up. I love uh, Dubois, dude. Yeah, oh, we'll bring that up really, really quick because this was going to be one of my topics. Dubois, uh, is, he a, is he like a cool scumbag or like an annoying scumbag? I think he's definitely a cool – I think he's a cool scumbag, and I think Andrei Svechnikov is an annoying scumbag. You think Svechnikov is a scumbag? Oh, yeah. Oh, what? yeah, he does a lot – next time you watch a Hurricanes game, watch him on the ice. He does a lot of really shady shit always. And, like, normally he's not strong enough to, like, back it up, but, like – you can see him try to slew up people and, like, throw a cross-check after the whistle and then, like, hide behind people. He's a fucking annoying scumbag. Yeah, and I, th- I think also <laughs> the difference between those two would be Sveshnikov got knocked out and, like, Pierre-Luc Dubois can handle himself in a fight. I think that's, I think that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Moving on. Philly Islanders. Dude, I've gone first on every series. I want to hear your opinion. I, let's also throw this out there. This is the Islanders in what's usually the second round of the playoffs, which usually doesn't go good for them. You're not an Islanders fan, but, like, it's a pretty good Islanders team. So, who you got? Coming into the playoffs, who is my team to watch? Probably the Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers. I'm going to say it now. My cup winner, I think the New York Islanders are going to win the Stanley Cup, dude. I, I don't know why. I have, like, this very weird feeling – like, I just – they are the best coach team in the in the bubble right now, and it's not even close. They shut down the Capitals. It wasn't even close. Like, they shut them the fuck down. They play very fucking boring hockey. Everybody knows their role on that team. And the, and the one thing about that, especially in hockey, because there's only so many adjustments that you can make that, like, an average TV, like, watcher can actually see mid-game or whatever. You look at the Islanders. They have a legitimate fucking, like, strategy – towards each and every team that they play so well calculated and every player goes out there and does what they need to do to fucking perform to this strategy. I am terrified of the New York Islanders, dude. I am fucking terrified of it. And I, it fucking kills me to say it, but I think that they're the fucking real deal. And like, yeah, the flyers beat the Canadians, but it wasn't all that convincing. I didn't think. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. So you're going Islanders and how many, uh, Five or six. I'll do Islanders and six. <clears throat> so I also want to say we have two bloggers, right? Don't we have Puckraker and uh, Hank? At some point, maybe mid-series, we should get them to talk to each other about it. Just fucking hash it out. Yeah. Hopefully some shady stuff happens. I feel like it will. Like, I don't know. I don't really know if this is a rivalry, but these are two teams that see each other all the time. And it's a, it's like one of those, like, don't they take, like, the bus to play each other and shit? And, like, I, tell, I tell you what, dude. It, I, again, it might not be a fun series to watch because I think the Islanders do a really good job, like, uh, neutral zone type shit. But in terms of chippiness after the whistle and stuff, Matt Martin is going to live for this series, dude. Yeah. No, I – dude, I agree <laughs> – I agree with that. I, th- I think it will be a good series. There's a ton of players I'm interested to see. You know I mean, what sucks, dude? You know what sucks the most out of all this is the fact that they're in the bubble because this series would be so much fucking cooler if it was at the Coliseum and then in Philly. Holy <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh, man. No, 100%, dude. I, I, I agree with that. I think I'm going to go the opposite way with you on this one, though. I think I like the Flyers. I've thought about this a lot. I totally agree with everything you said about the Islanders. I – I think the Islanders have played unbelievable hockey. I think Barry 
Trotz is the best coach in the NHL. And I love – I talked about their last podcast when I when I predicted them to win against the Capitals. I love their decor. Like, they have I, – I just think they're so versatile and, like, they do everything. On the opposite side, you have the Flyers, right? They just kind of – they went in and they swept that round-robin, like, matchup against all those teams that didn't really seem to care. Everyone was really high on them. And then they kind of played like shit, but – the Canadians kind of played that same frustrating style as the Islanders, and they just won. When I look at like when I look at the Flyers too, uh, Giroux only has four points. Konechny has three points. Like those are two guys that I think will start getting it going a little bit more. You need, I don't know, you just need more out of those guys, and I think they'll get it. Like how long is Claude Giroux gonna go go silent in the playoffs? It just doesn't <laughs> seem like that's the type of player yeah. that. Uh, and Hayes and Voracek have been playing. Well. You have some guys that are performing, some guys that need to step up, but ultimately. The difference between the Flyers and the Capitals for me is Carter Hart versus Braden Holpe. And I think Carter Hart is a guy who's like on the rise. He has Not a Braden Holpe. Yeah, no, because my point being is the Islanders just beat the Capitals. Oh, okay, okay. okay, okay. And Holpe, who just look, look uninspired, like he's older, like it's his last year with the Capitals. Maybe he's pissed off. I don't know. It, it was in the bubble. The Capitals just seemed weird to me. And I think the Flyers have a young goalie who is arguably going to be the best goalie in hockey, right? Like he has all this height, 943 save percentage. He looks good. I just don't know if the Islanders are going to be able to capitalize on their chances enough to beat the Flyers. Like I think, I think defensively the Flyers are going to put up a better performance. And I also brought this up in our uh, morning skate group chat. Alain Vigneault against Barry Trotz in the playoffs is 2-0 all time. Once with the Canucks and once with the Rangers – I don't see that trend stopping either, so I'm going to go Flyers in six. I think it's going to be a really good series to watch, though. Yeah, no. I'm very I interested to see what happens. The uh, Fuck, what's his name? Anders Lee. I know that hit on Backstrom. Some people probably considered it dirty, and you shouldn't be doing that or whatever. If, not, if I'm an Islanders fan, I saw my captain do that, I'd be fucking, all right, let's go. Let's ride that wave. Like, I, I don't know. I just I, – I like their makeup. I like what they have going on. And it fucking sucks. I'm a Rangers fan. But and, – and I don't know if you've noticed this. Since the playoffs have started, I've actually been kind of, like, easier on the Islanders, like trying to reverse jinx them. So, <laughs> I think by me saying that they're going to win the Cup, there's no way they win the Cup. So, that's, that's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah, and uh, just the kind of perfect transition from this, you got to look back. The fact that the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup and they wouldn't talk to Trotz about, like a, like, a new contract and, like, giving him more money after Babcock just got paid out the ass and he walked and then he beat you in the two playoffs – in the playoffs two years later. And then and his he, predecessor that was supposed to be, like, the new Trotz, you end up fucking canning him? Yeah, dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, I know that – like, it's so cool the Capitals won the Cup and all of that, but, like, it just feels like they're the Caps again. Like, this is <laughs> – Dude, I feel like they came into the bubble so fucking cocky. Like, that they were just going to run the shit. Yeah, like, remember the first uh, preseason game? Ovi had, like, two slap shot goals, like, on the power play. And, like, Capitals fans, sorry, Disco, were freaking out and were, like, pretty pumped up. Like, none of that happened. They looked uninspired, dude. I'll tell you what. Reardon was, like, the most irrelevant coach in the NHL to me over this time. Like, he – I don't know. Like, I just – you just looked at him and you're like, this is the guy who's replacing Trotz. Like – Bro, he didn't have an answer for fucking Backstrom being out of the lineup. Yeah. He was lost. There was no backup plan. That was like when the fucking Booby Miles blew out his fucking ACL. Fucking Coach Gary Gaines is like, now what the fuck do I do? It was the same thing. 
It's a great analogy. So I don't know. I I wasn't shocked at all that Reardon's out. I just like if you're the GM, like that's on you. Oh, and since we'll just fucking continue it because we're just knocking these out. Niski and Gallagher. Uh, since we're talking about the Flyers too, uh, that cross check to the face. One game suspension for Niskin, and what do you have on all of this? And I know, like, in the AV shit, too, and Bergevin going at it. Bro, what's the point of having player safety when you can fucking cross-check somebody in the face and only get suspended one game? What is the point of even having that? I don't and, know. and I'm not against shit like that. I love old-time hockey where it was literally a circus and you had to battle through, like, fucking baseball swing-styled fucking slashes. I'm okay with that. But in this game where you're not supposed to be touching everybody and, like, I remember when George Paris first came in, he's like, yeah, I'm going to really stop like the stuff that people don't really see like behind the whistle, these little slashes. Well, Brendan Gallagher just got fucking cross-checked in the face and he gave Niskin a one-game suspension. <laughs> Broke his fucking jaw. And then the AV thing, I think, I, I don't know. He pretty much said that he didn't think Gallagher was hurt that bad because so he just spent his time yapping, yada, yada, yada. What I thought was funny is back, I think, in 2013 when the Rangers played the Canadians and Brandon Cross broke Derek Stepan's job. Brandon Gallagher was quoted by saying, I don't think he's hurt that bad because he wouldn't stop talking. So I thought that was kind of poetic. Maybe AV knew that Gallagher said that about Stepan, and that's the reason why he said that. And if that's the case, like, that's kind of a baller move. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For some reason – and I just talked about the Flyers. AV is kind of growing on me, although I will me also – Me too, dude. Me too, and I hate it, but he – just the, his aura about him, dude. It might be something to do with the fact that he's, like, lost in the Stanley Cup Finals twice, and he's kind of been a fucking failure. And now that, like, he's been a failure, he's more relatable, and he's not just this, like, cocky coach who, like – I don't know. Do you know what I mean? He always just rubbed me the wrong way, and now it just seems like he hired all of those, like – old NHL coaches assistants. like he just like kind of ran a boys club and it's working I don't I don't know I kind of like AV and I also Bergevin's grown on me too even though like I hate the Habs like he's just so cool and like when he I don't know do you know like yeah no I I get that I just I just can't believe that that was only a one game suspension yeah no and I agree with that too I I think that I think it kind of just goes to the point that why people get frustrated like he broke his draw at the cross check and he got one game that's tough. Also, Maddie Niskanen, uh, I always have to remind people, there, you have to look it up. It's like 2009 Stars Bruins when Steve Ott and Sean Avery went into the Boston Garden and basically just tried to start a brawl every shift. Yep, I remember that. The craziest game ever. And at one point, Shane Knighty grabbed a rookie, Matt Niskanen of the Stars, and just fucking pummeled him. And, I'm going to watch this, this and podcast. And Edwards, who, who I think almost just got canceled on the internet. I forget what he did. We can talk about that really quick in a sec. He was <laughs> Matty Niskanen's nightmare corner, and he still refers to it as that. As that. <laughs> what did Jack Edwards do? He pretty much said that uh, <laughs> Sveshnikov poked the bear, and if you don't want to have your fucking ACL blowed out, don't go after Chara. That's essentially what he said. Dude. And it was such a weird tweet because it just didn't make any sense because it was just an accidental play in front. And Svechnikov wasn't even there, dude. But, like, Edwards is just a troll. And if there's one thing you have to respect about Jack Edwards is he doesn't apologize or delete tweets ever. Like, he – like, that was such a dumb thing to say, like, because he was just wrong on everything. It's not really, like – the mean intent he had it was just how wrong he was um I don't know man people really hate Jack Edwards I I just think it's kind of funny like it's funny (laughs) I do too like everybody who hates Jack Edwards if your team had a Jack Edwards you'd love him 
100%. that's the way I kind of look at it. Like if the Rangers had somebody like that, instead of Joe and Sam telling me how great Mark Stahl is, and they're just out there fucking spitting what they think's the truth and just like super aggressive about it, I'd be I'd, that's awesome. But speaking of canceled, we I mean we're a hockey podcast. We got to talk about this. Mike Milbury has had a tough bubble, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I. A hundred percent. It just seems like from the get-go, didn't he start off by calling the, uh, like, you know how there's that, like, long-ass thing in the sky? He called it, like, the Space Needle or whatever it was, which is, like, something that's actually in Seattle. Like, he just got roasted from the minute he stepped foot in Toronto. Yeah, it's it's been a rough one. And the, he just came out and said, in light of the attention caused by my recent remark, I've decided to step away from my role at NBC Sports the remainder of the playoffs. I do not want my presence to interfere with the athletes as they try to win the greatest trophy in sports. Um. I don't know. I don't really know what to say about it. I'll say this. Millberry, you got to be way smarter than, than what you did because, like, you, you can't say that anymore. Yeah, all – yeah, the one point we do want to bring up because you said this earlier before, though, the Mike Millberry going to the Michael Scott School of Business with the control of the media before the media controls you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good move on his part. Huge move on his part. If he just fucking lays low until about halfway through the season next year, hopefully he pops back in and people don't even notice. Yeah, you know what's actually crazy, and I really don't want to get into this topic that much, but um, people were just bringing up Mike Babcock's name and coaching. I thought hockey Twitter canceled Mike Babcock. Like, Oh, yeah, but I just saw that he was up for the uh, – what job? Was it the Capitals? Maybe. Like, he was up for one of those jobs. So, like, apparently, like, if you just – don't talk for six months. No one cares anymore. Yeah, I just – I think Milbury – well, yeah. Babcock's a polarizing figure too. It's not like people don't know who he is. I don't know. Maybe you're right. So we'll see. That'll be interesting. Yeah, but that was this week's pod. Do you have anything left? How, how, actually, yeah, tell us about your, uh, your beer league roundup brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code TMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Manscaped, use code TMS. It's time to shave those balls, eh? All right, here we go. Beer League. I don't have much. I wasn't actually going to – I was going to back out on saying this because I didn't – I don't want to sound like Ked. I had a nice uh, nice game. So, playoff show up, right? I don't – Ked just made a face, but essentially what I'm saying is like – Sound like a winner? You mean? Okay. Ah. Uh, Sound like 104 points back in 2017? Okay, yeah. No one's probably been following my beer league. We started out 3-0 and uh, hot, and then we ended up finishing 4-5. and First round of playoffs, we walk in. It's a 10-50 game on a Tuesday. We had played the night before, so it was a back-to-back. I hadn't played a back-to-back game in forever. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? So Monday was the last game of the year? Tuesday was the last game of the year. and So I did that wrong. Tuesday was the last game of the year, and as we were leaving, our, our captain got a text saying, tomorrow night, 10-50, first round. So okay. we had a 1050 game the following night. Walk in, somebody. Give me the atmosphere of your fucking beer league playoff, by the way. Because you know, you know Navy Molson, we'd bring the fucking speaker and all that shit, anything like that. It was more somber. I think we were looking for a first-round exit. Um, I think that's kind of what we thought was happening. Someone of our forwards went out, dude, and he said, I'm, uh, he's like, I'm going to put you on that line and you're going to play forward. I haven't played forward in, like, fucking forever. What was the changeup? Was there too many people? Was, it, was there no. some – were you missing somebody? Yeah, we are missing people. We have six. So we usually have six forwards, four D. So two lines of each. One guy, because of coronavirus, you can only have so many guys. One forward was out. So instead of going five forwards, we went 3D. So I got moved up. So we had two lines of forwards. He said he wanted me to be a presence in front, which I don't know if that's a reference to me being overweight. (laughs) (laughs) We got out there, dude. I ended up scoring a rebound. I had a hat trick, which I had had a hat trick. 
fucking forever. And we won 8-7, which is crazy because we had never put up eight goals. Uh, it was nice, dude. I had a breakaway goal. Essentially, it was one of those situations where we were a really bad team with a good goalie and they were a really good team with a bad goalie. Um, on for My first goal, I got – I was a breakaway and I just, like, made a fake and the goalie fell down. I was like, wow, I can just skate around him and, like, tuck it in. That's you know what I mean? You know that yeah. feeling? And then once you realize that the goalie's a 45-year-old, like, insurance salesman who has bad knees, you're just like, I'm going to let him rip. Yeah, so that's not more than that. But I don't care. That was great. I got a nice text from the captain after. Uh, the only downfall, though, is playoffs tomorrow night. So round two, we're playing a team that's undefeated. We're going to get whopped. I've been told that I am now permanently uh, a forward. <laughs> and I don't like that at all. I don't want to play forward again. I, it's going to suck because the team's going to be so good. And, like, they're going to realize it was just a flash in the pan. Like, that's, that's not every <laughs> night. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna, I had two goals all year. I have three goals in a game. Like, it's not going to keep happening. It was more of an anomaly than anything. Oh, my God. They're hoping lightning strikes twice. Have you guys played this undefeated team before? Yeah, well, we clearly lost twice. Uh, Are they real good? Yeah, not close. It's one of, they're they're the youngest team in the league, so their average age is like twenty two to twenty five. That's right. They, yeah, <laughs> so it's just one of those go. So season's probably gonna end, but at least uh, at least I had one game. Oh, I actually wanted to talk about this with you too, because I didn't think this was a scumbag move, but somebody my team was really pissed about it. A guy on the other team, so they had white jerseys. Guy on the other team just wore an all-white practice jersey with, like, no number, no lettering, anything. So it was just white, and they thought that was a scumbag move because it, like, blends into the – What? Have you ever heard of that? Apparently, no, dude, that's insane. People get heated. But, like, because at, at first someone said that, and I was like, what did he do? And then they explained that to me. I was like, oh, I guess – so, like, I didn't think it was our goalie complained, too. I was kind of surprised. Uh, maybe it is, but apparent, apparently <laughs> a no-no. I would have thought maybe you'd be mad because he didn't have an actual jersey, so he's a ringer. But if you're actually complaining just because he had a white jersey on, he blends with, with the ice, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I life. do have to say, though, if, if you don't have the team's actual jersey, then you shouldn't be able to play in playoffs. I, say, like, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, so that was, that's probably the real issue at hand. I just thought it was weird that they were mad that I was white. So I, I wanted to make sure. Maybe maybe other people feel that way and we're just outcasts. I don't know. I don't think so, dude. Maybe. But it was, like, so overwhelming. I don't know if it's just strictly my area's beer league's, like, standards where that's, like, an issue. It could just be, like, the captain really just wants everybody on the same page. So everybody's like, yeah, it sucks. Building adversity, probably. Uh, I don't know. That was also your zero of the week. Do you want to do your hero real quick? Oh, yeah. Dom Moore's heroes and zeros. Uh, I don't know what it is. All I wrote down was F. So can you go hero and zero for you, and I'll try to figure <laughs> out what I was trying to write? I can, I can just do that really quick, dude. Oh, wait. No, I can't. If you do command Z, it'll come back. Um, my hero of the week, I got a new dog, guys. Uh, I named her Stevie. She's been great. She's nine weeks old, and she can already sit, and she just learned how to give me her paw. So, uh, shout out to that. I mean, being a dad is a whole new lifestyle, dude. It's a lot of responsibility. But uh, it's been good, dude. You know, I have to get up at all hours of the night to make sure she's fed and, you know, she gets her poops in and stuff like that. But uh, being a dad's been huge for me, and I think it's just preparing me for whatever happens in the future. So, shout out to Stevie, Stevie Nicks. 
Uh, my zero of the week goes to NHL fans just because every all people do is bitch and complain. I'm just I'm so over fucking hockey Twitter. It's insane. So that's my zero of the week. I just want to circle back to you really quick. I uh, happy. I can't wait to meet Stevie. Beautiful, beautiful pop. Sounds like everything's going well. What's the thought <laughs> process behind the social media accounts? I think you knew at some point I might make a comment to you. Uh, I feel like there might be an oversaturation of golden retriever Instagram accounts. I just kind of want your opinion on why you started it and to how you're going to separate yourself from the pack. All right, so I think I started for two reasons. One, just so I always have, like, pictures of her in one spot and I don't really have to fucking worry about it. Like, that's actually kind of nice. And then secondly, like, yeah, there's a lot of accounts that do all this shit and they get free dog food and they don't have to pay for dog food or treats or anything. So, like, I'm just kind of really hoping to make Stevie be my new fucking diva, dude. And what separates her? She's from fucking – she's from Mass, but she's a Middle Grove girl. Uh, and, again, nine weeks old, already giving me her paw. So, the shit that she's going to be doing when she's a year old, dude, I'm going to have her doing flips and shit. It's going to be sick. I love how part of the reason that you made an Instagram account was you're hoping to get some free merch. Yeah, dude, free dog food. <coughs> yeah. Uh, dude, that's a good one. Uh, fuck, I don't know. I don't know if I have a hero of the week. I don't have a hero of the week, dude. I, I guess my hero of the week would just be hockey. Also, I – uh, maybe I'll, I'm going to go double zero. Summer's almost over, dude. Has that hit you yet? Like I'm, I'm so a, I'm about just, it, dude. I'm so over summer. I don't <laughs> know. I'm a big fall guy, dude. I, I I really enjoy fall. And even, like, I kind of am looking forward to winter a little point, bit at this point. But I'm just not ready for summer to go. You are? You're over it? Yeah, I want fall. I wish well, fall was, like, an extra month longer than what it is. Fall is too short of a season. It used to like it used to feel like all the way through October, but really you get like four prime weeks of fall now, man. Yeah, essentially. I just I don't know. I just I love the cold air, dude. The bonfires, driving with your fucking heat on, your windows down. Like there's nothing better than that. I'm I'm excited for sweatshirt season. Oh yeah. Uh, jacket season. Jeans. I fucking love jeans. Yeah. You don't like jeans. You don't even own own a pair of jeans, right? Uh, I don't really fuck with jeans. I've always just worn khakis, which is such like a fucked up look but i just like there's something about jeans and my balls that don't mix maybe you just gotta get the right even when i was in the best shape of my life i just always felt like this i just doesn't feel comfy to me like if i need like work pants or if i was doing something like around the house or some shit like that i would 10 out of 10 times wear like carhartts over jeans <laughs> i don't know man i think uh, you need to buy yourself a pair of jeans grow up a little bit <laughs> I don't I don't well, do jeans also like what do you mean grow up a little bit everyone wears jeans children wear jeans you know you know who wears jeans dude is those fucking the dads mowing their lawn dude drinking beers they wear jeans dude no you don't oh, yeah. you wear jeans when you mow the lawn <laughs> well right now I wear jean shorts but whenever like it's fall or like colder out dude dads 100% wear jeans <laughs> why do you wear the why do you wear Jean shorts when you mow the lawn. Because I have some sort of jean on while I'm doing it. <laughs> Just strictly for that reason. Also, I noticed that you bought those, like, dad shoes, those new bounces. Did you Can't buy, buy them, dude? They're my fucking old man's. Fit me like What's a fucking man? glove, dude. And let me tell you what. Here's something about the new the, their new bounces. Like, the everybody knows what shoes we're talking about. The white ones that it's, like, blue. Like the 6500s or something. They are 
so incredibly gross to look at, but the reason my dads wear them, they are the most comfortable shoe I've ever put on in my life. It's like you're in a cloud. And I think when uh, guys get to a certain age, they're like, well, I really don't give a shit about what people think. Like, give me, strap on these fucking pillows and let me just do my thing. Whenever I'm at my parents' house or like back in the day, when I had to like go to the mailbox or like take the trash out to the end of the road, I would always grab my dad's new balances. And that's what I'd wear down there. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. They're so <laughs> fucking comfortable, dude. It just sucks. They're so ugly, but maybe. So ugly. I mean, you're a dad now too, though. So are you going to start kind of mixing those in? Like, I mean, probably, yeah, dude. It's, it's, the Steve thing's really opened a lot of doors for me. I think I've really grown up here the last week. <laughs> in the last week. Yeah, that's it. My hero of the week's you've grown up, dude. So <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Uh, do you have the biz dev segment ready to go? You want to put a minute on the clock? Yeah. All Wait, right. what, what's the biz dev segment? Uh, daily dose of pal. No, it's not me. Why'd you say? I thought we were going to have someone else do it. You want me to do it? Yeah. <coughs> I, you know what? May, next week, check back in. We're going to have a daily dose of something when it comes to biz dev. Who's it going to be? We don't know. This is what's note this, uh, biz dev. We miss you. This is us. We're not yelling at you. Uh, we're just sim- simply sending out an Amber alert. Um, come back to us, maybe. If not, daily dose of disco, daily dose of pucker acre daily dose of whoever wants it at this point it just seems like uh spots are earned yeah it really is shout out to disco by the way coming on the pod last week i appreciate that i don't know if you got a chance to listen to it it's fucking pretty good it flowed really well too so shout out to him but that's what we have this week uh we're moving on what's this the conference quarterfinals i don't know man i don't i think the <laughs> quarters yeah quarters four right I don't know. Or is it semifinals? Semifinals. It's the semifinals. Conference you- semis, conference finals, finals. Yeah. So okay. so if the Rangers were still in it, if they lost in this round, they'd probably put up a banner for semifinals. I can't hear you, dude, because we have the first round pick, and there's a whole lot of fucking noise over here. Fair enough, dude. All right, guys. We will uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. I've seen a lot of sights and traveled many miles. Shake a thousand hands and see my share of smiles. I've caused some great concern and told one too many lies. And now I see the world through these subtle jaded eyes. So what if I threw a party and all my friends are there? Acquaintances 